listening to the Loving BDSM podcast, episode 361. Kayla Lord's here with the one, the only, the guy who is here with me as we're recording, but who is not here with me as you are listening to this because time travel apparently exists. John Brown, so. <laughs> <laughs> We're together in this moment yeah. the, that is reality for us, but we are not together in this moment that is reality for listeners. It's a whole timey-wimey, yeah. <laughs> You're out of town and I miss you. I already know that. Like, <laughs> by the time our voices can be heard, you're out of town and I miss you and I'm ready for you to come home. Yep. That's, that's easy. I don't even have to wonder. I know. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just so you know. All right. Uh, but I'm, I'm glad you're here with me now. So, you know. But except our now and well, I mean, their I'm glad now I'm here now otherwise it'd be very hard to be doing this I know but our now and the listeners now are two different things I know yeah it's freaking me out I can't think about it too hard <laughs> my brain will like leak out of my ear <laughs> we don't want that no this week which is also a weird timey-wimey thing which week the week we're recording the week you're listening I don't know but this week we are doing another a BDSM reddit response episode um and uh reacting to, responding to, giving our take on some BDSM questions and posts found over on Reddit. Yay! Okay, now I don't know what that was about. Uh, Welcome to the Loving BDSM (laughs) podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on Twitter at lovingbdsm, on FetLife at lovingbdsmpc, on Instagram at uh, and threads at that handle I fucking hate loving DS and the number one so that's at loving DS one or on YouTube at youtube.com slash loving BDSM where you can usually but not this week watch us live stream the podcast most but not all Wednesdays all links are in the show notes big thanks as always to our kinky patrons over on patreon including our newest peeps uh we can keep doing this weird thing on the internet in large part because of our kinky community over on patreon mm-hmm. uh, and we're fucking grateful for every fucking yes. one of you uh, if you'd like to join our kinky community and get access to extra content like a video we just did on the doctor who smash or pass edition um or our behind the scenes podcast, where we not only talk about what we're doing for the kinkery and living BDSM, but what's going on in our personal lives, uh, and access to a Discord server with a group of super cool, super nice kinksters, you can do that. Just join us at patreon.com slash Kayla Lords. That's patreon.com slash Kayla Lords, or use the link in the show notes. Okay, so you're gonna turn the fan on. That's gonna be the mm-hmm. hum and buzz in the background. Uh, sorry if that like is too much for folks. Do I have any announcements this week? No, um, other than the thing we said in the intro for both both audiences, uh, please consider joining our Patreon. Um, mm-hmm. The fact that we have uh, a kinky community over on Patreon is what allows us to not completely freak out when, you know, JB has to be gone for a solid week. <laughs> <laughs> and we have downtime from work and other things. And um, we do tend to get more personal. Y- y'all think... You're probably going more personal. Yeah. I mean, as much as we <laughs> share, we do tend to get more personal over uh, in our Patreon community. Uh, we try to do a lot of fun stuff over there. And so, mm-hmm. but the fact that we are able to have the support from that part of the kinky community is what allows us to do all kinds of other things. And it is always much appreciated. We hope to give 
as much as we receive. That is always the goal, if not more than we receive. Um, so links in the places. Yeah, that's the announcement. So we're going to get into these. Um, this was fun because I actually found posts um, from more than just the BDSM advice subreddit. Uh-huh. Um, I found, I didn't even know this one existed, but it's probably been around forever. I just never looked. There was one called, there's a subreddit called BDSM help. I found uh-huh. one there. And then, and then the... BDSM, Am I the Asshole subreddit created by Princess Rara. Hi, we love you, Rara. Uh, is getting a few more posts and I'm fucking loving it because I pulled some from there too. <laughs> so let's get into these. I have seen these. JB has not, <laughs> as usual. Um, and so, yeah, we'll see. I don't think any of them went up. My first reading made me like, like made, made smoke come out of my ears, but you never know. You mm. never know. So here we go. Okay. Okay. The first one. Um, title is have a harder time obeying him without scenes. Mm. Okay, here we go. Is it bad if I feel less desire to obey my Dom when I feel unfulfilled? I really want a scene lately, but he's too busy. I understand that completely, but it makes me feel kind of sad, the unfulfilled feeling. It leaves me not really wanting to follow my rules. And honestly, I've kind of been racking up punishments, not on purpose, that aren't even being delivered. So maybe that's part of it. But feeling disobedient has me feeling grumpy and like I'm a jerk. I don't know, any advice slash thoughts on how to navigate it? Part of my rules are diet related and I feel lonely at the moment. I miss him and I kind of just want to eat some cake or stupid high calorie wings as a replacement for subspace without asking permission and then probably being denied. There's the grumpiness, they said in parentheticals. (laughs) Just has me feeling like a jerk when I know he's truly busy and not willfully ignoring my needs or something. Part of me was thinking about safe wording rules for a day or two, but I worried that would come off as retaliation for him not playing with me or selfishness or something. So wow. there's a lot going on there. There is a lot going on there. Yeah. The first thing is and the most obvious and everybody's like yelling into at their podcast or their YouTube or whatever is yes, they, sh- this person needs to have a conversation with their dominant right. to go, Hey, yeah. I'm feeling unfulfilled. I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. Is there something that can be done? Right. It's an obvious one, but yeah. beyond that, beyond that, right, right. Um, you know, part of that, while you were reading, I was like, Ooh, we have a little bit of a brat in there, you know, but they're not enjoying but, but it. But they're not enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. Wow. That 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 is tough. Um, you know, I I think from from this person's part, you know, um, I think they kind of need to kind of get into maybe, and and maybe this is part of their problem about thinking about what they're doing, that, you know, we both know how life can rear its ugly head and throw a monkey wrench in our mm-hmm. in our DS. It loves doing that. <laughs> I think life is sadistic. Yeah, life li- life life is its own uh, little, you know, perverse pleasure. <laughs> but um, you know, maybe if they thought about you know, following the rules and 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 stuff as part of their service if they're a service if, if they're a service yeah so you know and to, to kind of take the edge off and maybe change that mindset a little bit you know i mean definitely there there needs to be some kind of conversation to sure. go on you know i i understand now i i don't know don't didn't really get from this whether they're long distance no, you know, or, or just or they not are living together. Not, you know, not, not living together or, you know, they're what whatever the, the situation is. Um, 
from the gist of it, I'm kind of going to go with that they are together, but not physically together. Right, yeah. But, you know, there definitely needs to be a, a conversation to see maybe how they can reach some middle ground here. Oh, sure. Um, it, it seems prior to this they had a fairly... Must have. I've you know, had rules followed them, right. but something's fallen off somewhere. You yeah. know, that, that something. And, and, you know, life does throw you off track. So, you know, somewhere they need to um, kind of find that middle ground, so to speak. You know, I, I know you're busy, but, you know, this is part of who we are and what needs to be right. taken Here's care of. Right. Here's some of what I need that I'm not getting. Right. My thing is, is this is a very good example of both sides of the slash need to, what, however they define this, have fulfillment. Feel fulfilled mm-hmm. by the power exchange and the relationship. Because when one person, or both, but when one person does not, it is much harder to keep up with doing the things that you've agreed to do. Like in a perfect world, sure, we should do the things we agreed to do because we agreed to do them. But my experience is that with power exchange, there's another level to that of, I agreed to do this from a submissive perspective. I agreed to do this because you as my dom are overseeing it. Mm -hmm. You're involved in it. I'm doing it technically for myself, but I'm really doing it for you. And if you are not engaged and involved, who am I actually doing it for? Right. Um, if this is a relatively new relationship or just somebody who's new um, to submission, there can be and probably has been both a level of sub frenzy and probably new relationship energy. Mm. And when both of those things start to kind of fall when- away, you know, now you're left with your own personal motivations. And if the changes you've made and the the rules you've made aren't enough, aren't fueled in part by your own motivation to do them. And you need that external motivation. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think there are plenty of people who do better with external motivation, right? But if you don't have it, then it is harder to keep up with. And it's very easy to go, well, you should just do it because you agreed to do it because you're a submissive, but that's not really how everything works, especially if you don't feel like your partner is engaged with it as, yeah. as much as you have to be. because this is going to sound selfish and somebody out there is going to disagree with me and that's fine. Uh-oh. But when you are the submissive who is say, who has agreed and wants to mm-hmm. change how you do things, live by a certain set of rules, completely upend your habits, do things differently than you might've done them the previous 20 plus years of your life. That's a lot of work where the Dom sometimes, not always, but sometimes the only thing the Dom has to do in that situation is be aware of it and keep track of it. It's a right. different level of effort sometimes not always Mm -hmm. not in all situations but as a rule abiding submissive partner yeah i'm doing some in those situations a lot more things than you were doing your job is to make sure to see that it got done the overseer right and that doesn't mean that doesn't have responsibility and that doesn't come with its own set of mental energy and physical energy but it's different so if you go off and get busy and you can't oversee, mm-hmm. and I'm still doing the thing, I'm still maintaining a lot more effort. Right. And in some cases, some of the time, if you don't get the feedback you need, if you don't get the the um, give and take of the power exchange because you know that your dominant is paying attention and invested right. and is following whatever, whatever, whatever the expectations are, it can be hard to keep that going on its own feedback loop. You need that external something and i think that 
it's very easy to go, well, I got busy and I just couldn't pay attention. Okay, well, you got busy and got to forget and got mm-hmm. to not care. And, and I'm not even attributing like negative connotations to this person, but that means that you got the luxury mm-hmm. of not having to worry about it while expecting the remaining partner to keep worrying about it yeah. without any gratification, any of the power exchange part, even for a limited amount of time. Mm-hmm. I think that is, it is understandable to have those feelings of, well, I don't want to do this. I want your attention. Yeah, You know, you can, there's bratty behavior that is consented to and is understood to be like, I'm doing this and it's supposed to, you know, playful and fun. Mm-hmm. And ideally both partners are having fun. And then there is, I'm resentful and I'm acting out. And sure yeah. on paper, somebody might call that quote bratty behavior, but it's not the same. It's, it's not, the, yeah, you're right. Because it's it, the, I'm because not it's getting coming, attention and it, I'm gonna do what I need to do. It's coming from that, that place right. of resentment and you know. Right, like, and I, Hey, hey, hey. Right, do you remember that I still mm-hmm. exist? And then this person said, okay, I've racked up punishments, but I actually haven't gotten them. So then my next thought is, mm-hmm. did this Dom mentally check out of this power exchange? Yeah. Through, I'm busy and I just don't have time for it right now, or busy is my mm-hmm. excuse and I've actually mentally checked out, and the submissive in this situation is still yeah. trying to be a part of something where they're not getting the part that they need from it, mm-hmm. and so, if that's the case, this all makes sense to me. Yeah, I mean, you know, you and I both know life loves throwing its monkey wrenches, and you know, we are gonna be heading into the into one of those phases. Sure. You know, um, I'm gonna have to travel for a week. Right. And we have already been talking about, you know, okay, um, we're gonna FaceTime. Sure. Okay. That that is something, you know, it's like. Duh, why haven't we done that before? We have that so weird. We, we have that, that ability. You know, um, I've I've been thinking. Oh, you know, um, I have control of the thermostat through my app, so I should be able to. You know, like I do at night before we go to bed, I bump it for you. Right. You know, perpetually hot. And, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I could probably do that from anywhere with the app. And so, you know, we're ten years in highly committed, married and living together. So Mm -hmm. we've got a lot more ability to talk about these things. We've got the experience to talk about these things. But even then, so when we were long distance and we don't know if it's long distance or they just don't live together. When you got busy, it never was, I can't speak to you at all and I don't have time for you. True. It just meant, okay, we have to like, modify a little look, bit. This because, is this is gonna be happening and, and we're gonna have to right. change this a and little so bit. And so we would modify and change mm-hmm. expectations for both of us. So I never just didn't get the check-in. I never felt like you weren't my dom. And yeah. something is happening at this level of the dom is busy. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna air quote that because we have seen too many times that's used as an excuse and, for people and to you're start right. ghosting. And, and when I saw that, I'm thinking, you know, all right, well, it, it kind of seems they have somewhat of a solid um, dynamic, um, you know, maybe they're a little inexperienced. Right, and maybe, I, I think I think it's easy to forget. I put a lot of um, thought into and think and feelings into the idea of a dom carries a lot of responsibility when they, mm-hmm. when they understand it and they use their power well. That's a lot to put on a dom's shoulders. And I try to be very mindful of that. Mm-hmm. And I try to... Um, Excuse me keep in mind the mental energy that is required like for you to be the decider of this household, mm-hmm. right? But the fact remains that depending on the dynamic, 
in many dynamics, the sub is physically doing a lot more on a day-to-day basis Mm -hmm. than a dom might be doing. If a dom is an overseer and the one that's like making sure it got done and checking in and then deciding is punishment warranted or what do we need to do? And that's a lot. And that's mental energy that, and sometimes you just don't have it and Mm -hmm. that's valid. But I think that is very easy for people to forget. Well, I don't have the mental energy to do this, but you need to keep doing what you're doing. Well, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. There have been times when you kinda had to check out because shit's happening and I'm over here going, but I'm gonna keep doing my thing because it's important to me, it has meaning to me, I want to be doing it, blah, blah, blah. But you and I have had many conversations about how physically exhausted I can be from trying to do all of the things. And I think this might be a case where the Dom felt like they could check out a little bit. They're busy, they don't have Mm -hmm. time. But the expectation is that the sub might not need to have their load lightened or might need to have more high touch, even if it's virtual time with their partner, even if they can't have their direct dominance for the things that they're supposed to be like, it's, Sometimes that imbalance is very obvious. You know, a dom can be like, well, I'm too tired and, and we're just, no, don't worry about it. Or I'm not gonna call you today, but but submissive, I expect you to keep doing the however many things you agreed to do, but you might not get the feedback from me. You might not get the validation from me. You might not get the check-in from me. Mm-hmm. What? Like there's an inherent, there can be, and not always, an inherent unfairness and imbalance there. And I think that's very easily forgotten. It's like, well, a sub should just do what they said they would do. Well, we're not robots. Yeah. We need something from the right. other partner in order to keep going sometimes. Absolutely, I, I don't disagree. I mean, I, you know, it, it's like I said before, it's a matter of refilling the well. Yes. Okay, because a sub gives, 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 mm-hmm. you know, something's gotta, Give, be given in return right. to to keep that well filled so they can keep serving right because then resentment builds and if you're breaking yeah. rules and then not even getting the the feedback the, of oh of, you noticed i broke a rule here's my punishment what yeah. am i doing here yeah so yeah i mean yes the obvious is please have a conversation with your partner mm-hmm. and s- tell them how you're feeling and just own up to what you have and have not been doing and their response will tell you everything and it could be a hey you're really busy so can i get check-in can i get a text can i get a whatever Mm. also some of these things can we lighten this load for me because if i can't get the external you know validation and and um there's a word i can't think of uh, motivation Mm -hmm. that i need you know what what can we do here Mm -hmm. but but also yeah can we uh, this to me is classic i'm feeling resentful and I've been forgotten and I'm not getting what I need out of this. So why do I keep doing what I'm doing? Yeah. Okay. Next one. All right. Okay. This one, um, was this from, yes, this one was from the BDSM help subreddit. I'll have to check there more often. I did not know it existed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So the title is what are good habits and practices for a Dom to cultivate? I'm involved in a long distance relationship with my sub girlfriend. We're only seeing each other once a month. If, if that, uh, but hopefully that will change in the next few months. When it does, I want to be the best dom for her I can be. What are some good habits, practices, etc. I can start to cultivate now so that I'll be on top of my game when we're together more often. Okay, um, first thing come, that comes to my mind with that long distance, consistency. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Um, you know, set set ground groundwork for for some consistency. Um, you know, whether it being how you communicate and the times you communicate. Um, 
right behind consistency, I, I'm going to give you this, say, be fluid. Okay. So like flexible, you mean? Flexible. Okay. All right. Um, because things can change. You know, things happen. You get like this, you know, you get busy in life. So you, you kind of have to be willing to be fluid. You know, don't get so stoic and set in your in your habits and rituals and rules, you know, that, that you, you know, you see them set as stone and you can't move. Um, you, you have to be flexible. Um, you know, one of the things that, that helped us um, in, in our long-distance relationship, always, always, always keep the, the uh, lines of communication open. Yes, and I would say to that, uh, you're trying to be the best dom you can be tr- to the best of your ability. Be very realistic about your submissive's communication skills mm-hmm. and abilities. And if they do not have great ones, uh, or if you know that's something they struggle with, or if you even if you're both still learning, take the lead in a couple of things. Starting conversations, mm-hmm. encouraging your partner to say what they need to say, um, and... When you do start a conversation, have it be less about your needs, your wants, and more about what you want them to get better at as a communicator, mm-hmm. like listening to them, asking them questions, encouraging them to tell you things that you think that, or they think you won't want to hear, you know, whatever, whatever struggles that submissive has as a communicator, because we all have them. Right. Part of that is, and you can do it now while you're long distance and before you get together, because if you can do it when you're long distance, it is way easier to communicate once you're together and all the emotions are running high. Be mm-hmm. that person who helps them communicate in ways that are beneficial for them and give you the information you need to make the best decisions right. possible. Um, you know, part of being part of communicating um, is not just being able to communicate your needs, but being an active listener and hearing what the other person and helping the other person saying. draw the other person out, give them the space to be awkward or to be scared or to be mm-hmm. whatever before they get comfortable saying what they need to say. And if this person mm-hmm. is an excellent communicator, that's great. You like half the battle is there. Right. But then just make sure that you are opening conversations up and giving them this space. Not that they always have to come to you and go, hey, hey, I got a thing. I got a thing. Also, while you're communicating, if you're not already doing it, learn to share your own emotions. Right. Um, part of that can help prevent the whole pedestal thing that some submissives put their partners yes. on. And part of that shows that you can be vulnerable and that creates connection and intimacy, but also can let your partner know that um, you're imperfect and that you're mm-hmm. safe to share their vulnerable feelings with as well. Right. Um, the other thing I would say is manage your expectations especially if you are going from long distance to being in person. Mm-hmm. Um, we learned this the hard way. <laughs> uh, you know, I had certain expectations uh, that were ended up being way off the chart once we moved together uh, because of things that happened in life. You know, uh, a, a move that while it went well was not as smooth as it could have been. Um, you know, going into a new apartment and, and finding out immediately that the air conditioning was broken. Life is a sadist. Yeah. That's just. So, you know, 
um, we had to had we had to backpedal, you know, and, and pretty much wipe the slate clean and and start from square and I one. I think that goes back to your thing about learning to be flexible and fluid. Because right. if you had been completely set on this is the vision I had for mm-hmm. what this would look like, you wouldn't have been able to hear me go. I can't. I can't do all of this. Right. This is too much at one time, and you wouldn't have been able to go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. None of this is working. Let's toss out this plan. Mm-hmm. Let's get through the next couple of weeks. Then let's start over again. Correct. I think um, one of the best traits that I love about a good dominant is when they are they have some level of humbleness to them. Like. Mm-hmm. We love we love a confident person just in general. It's yeah. it's nice to see confidence, but part of that confidence comes from knowing you don't have to have all the answers. You won't have all the answers. That you can be wrong. Right. That you know you can go. Oh, that thing that's not working. I'm not so. I don't have my whole um, sense of self tied into this thing that I can't let it go. Mm-hmm. And for some people, that's really hard, especially if yeah. you have this vision in your mind of what dominance is supposed to mean. And that vision somehow looks like always being right, always knowing what to do, um, <laughs> never being wrong, like all of that, yeah. right? And that's what I, of the many things I appreciate about you, that's one of those things I appreciate about you. You are quick to go, ooh, I don't know. Ooh, I fucked up. Right. That would be another thing. I would say if you want to cultivate some good habits, that is paying attention to celebrating and when possible leaning into your partner's strengths okay Mm -hmm. you as a dom do not have to be all-knowing all-powerful sure maybe that's that's where you want to get maybe that's a fantasy in your head maybe that (laughs) makes you feel good great but the way you're going to get there is with help and your submissive is gonna know shit you don't know they're gonna have skills you don't have and not even just in kink and power exchange just in life and to the extent that they are willing to to use their skills on mm-hmm. your behalf or to help you don't ever be too proud to go you know more about that than i do you're better at that than yeah. i am can you teach me can you help me can we work this together and i'm gonna let you take the lead like whatever that is and that's in life stuff as an in an ldr i am pretty good at planning a trip yeah. so who did that not just as a service but because i was good at it so it meant that sure JB was in charge, but I was the one going, this hotel would be better. This place, this Mm. timing, this, this, because that was a skill I had. And from the outside looking in, it could look like I was dictating the terms of a visit. That's Mm. not at all what I was doing. I was, because ultimately you're still the decider, but you let me do the things I'm good at that are benefit to both of us and Mm -hmm. a benefit to the relationship. And and that kind of leads into what I was going to say next. Learn, be open to learning. Um, you know, none of us know everything there is to know. And in, in this lifestyle, it is always changing. It is always evolving. Be open to learning, whether it's from reading uh, lifestyle books, whether it's from attending workshops, whether it's reading blogs, podcasts, YouTube, you know, learn, soak it in. Not everything is going to apply to you. Then, you know, put that to the side but you may always get some little nuggets some tidbits that you're like wow i i didn't know i could do that and that adds a little different twist and and it gives you you know some more knowledge in in what you're doing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
The last thing I would say, and this isn't something I can tell you how to do, but I think it's something that if you keep this goal in mind, you'll get there. Um, be a safe person for your partner. Be a person that they can confide in. Be a person mm -hmm. that they can admit hard things to. And part of that is, you know, by being a person who earns their trust and has integrity and yeah. is honest and is also vulnerable with them, right? Like if they tell you something you don't want to hear and your response is, uh, I don't want to <laughs> hear that or some variation, you are not a safe person for them. If they tell you, no, I don't want to do that. And before you can accept their no, you ask 10 million questions and push back. You are not a safe person for them. Yeah. So the more, and I think that's true of both sides of the slash, mm -hmm. but doms hold a lot of power and many submissives, most submissives want to please their dominant. And so will, yeah. will twist themselves inside out to do it. Will, <laughs> violate their own boundaries, will do things they're not comfortable with in a way that's not a, oh, I'm uncomfortable and this is a growing moment, but I'm uncomfortable and I probably should not do this right now kind of thing. And the way to avoid some of that is to become a safe person for them to say no to, to say the hard things to, to trust and believe in, and to really do that, not go through the motions so you get what you want, but to like to do the hard work on yourself and hmm. with them to have these vulnerable moments together, this true intimacy, and to be honest and have integrity and to be trustworthy. Yeah. Anything you wanna add? I think that pretty much, without going into too much overload. I mean, we could we well, do an entire episode on this, yeah. probably. Okay, next one. Okay. And it's from the BDSM Am I the Asshole subreddit, so mm -hmm. yay. Okay, here we go, uh, title. Am I the asshole for not being okay with my friend's dynamic? Mm. A few of my BDSM friends are in a dynamic I think is very dangerous. We started talking about it on a private munch party. They told me that the dynamic they're in doesn't have safe words and the sub doesn't have limits. The dom decides what the limits are. This dynamic is about everything in their life as far as I know. I admit that I got very upset about hearing this as I have been in an abusive relationship. I removed myself from the situation and talked to one of my friends about it a little. But it's agree an agree to disagree situation at the moment. I think this kind of dynamic, these kinds of dynamics make it very hard to leave an unhealthy relationship. I think you need a sense of self and boundaries to keep a relationship healthy and be able to leave if needed. In that sense, the comment from one of the submissive partners that she would quote, just would just leave was worrisome to me. I don't know how to relate to these people from now on. They were becoming good friends, but I don't wanna support relationships I think are unhealthy. I'm wrong. Am I wrong for not wanting to be friends anymore? Is that even the right move? Or should I push for making the relationship healthier? Or is that not my place and kink shamey? Ooh. Uh-huh. Ooh. Uh-huh. Um, there's, there's a lot going on there. Yeah, there is. Um, I, I think, I, <laughs> how do I, yeah. Um, I, I think the person writing this, um, from what they're saying, has cause to be concerned. Yeah, if I heard that, I would be concerned for sure. Okay. Um, I mean, even in consens consensual non-consent, um, the sub's limits are taken into yeah, account. Yeah. Okay. You know, um, and the sub has limits. And, and they ha and always have they, limits. Everybody has their everybody limits and boundaries. Has limits. Right. <laughs> um, that that you know that's a given. You may say you don't, but you do. Right. You wait till you find it. You might not have right. found it yet. Is, is right. how that goes. And 
you know, for them them to not have safe words and and you know the the dom to decide what their limits are. Um, no, that does not sound very healthy at all. No. Uh-huh. Um, is it the is it this person's place to inject themselves? <sighs> probably. I, I hate to say this, but probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I'm I'm not saying this to be mean. Or, or to sound cruel, or that I want to see somebody hurt. Um, sometimes, in many cases, someone being in a relationship like this, they have to come to terms. They got figured out for themselves. And, and they have to figure it out for themselves. Um, I learned that lesson the hard way a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, knew this person that I worked with. Um, as as a work you know people who work together we got along fine um got to know them on a on a more personal level um came to realize this person was abusive Mm -hmm. uh the person he was with we had kind of also become friends and i tried to interject (laughs) because i thought it was wrong sure um it ended up badly. Okay. Um, I think if they really want to help, um, they should at the very least remain friends with this person because at some point it is going to unravel. Oh, God, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's definitely going to unravel. At some point it it's is going coming. to unravel and, and that person is going to need friends is going to need some kind of support okay um are they kink shaming in this aspect i don't think so i think kink shaming is when you go ew that's wrong that's bad to the person or you go around right i mean community and yeah but i mean you know i don't like i don't like needles right okay it's my choice i do not look at needle pictures you know, right. if I can help it, um, you know, but I don't go to somebody and say, oh, my God, that's disgusting. You shouldn't be doing that. Right. Okay. Enjoy it. If that's your thing, if that's what you love and you're doing it in a healthy way, in a consensual and, way. And see, that's the difference. When, when, if the complaint is about something because the kink exists and other people mm-hmm. do it and you go, ew, gross, eh, or Oh, I just don't understand. That's right. kink shaming. If the complaint is not, hey, you're doing the kink, but hey, you're doing it in an unsafe Unhe- way. And unsafe and unhealthy you could way. You get hurt. Right. Pointing out that you could get hurt and is this not is not shaming. best practice. That's not kink shaming. No. That is, you know, acknowledging reality. Yes. It might be inserting yourself in a place where you're mm-hmm. not wanted. Right. And that's a whole different kind of thing to yeah. navigate. But acknowledging that, hey, uh, the, the the way this looks from the outside is not, not safe. Not good, right. And that's probably not how that should in the, mm-hmm. you know, should be done. That's right. not kink shaming. No. So here's the thing I would say. The, the detail in this, because for the most part, I would typically, I think, agree with your 
with what you're saying here. Mm -hmm. The detail that stands out to me is that this person is watching this and they have been in an abusive relationship. Right. So they are primed to see things that the average yeah. person would not see. Sometimes it means they see things that look bad to them because of their their history mm -hmm. that are not bad. And sometimes it's that they see it very clear eyed and they're like, whoa, I see all the red flags here. Yeah. But that means that that could be very triggering for that person. Yes. And I think because of that, I think outside of that, even if this was not the case, but in this situation, I don't think they're obligated to maintain a friendship. If they're gonna watch somebody walk into mm -hmm. like eyes, not wide open at all, but closed very yeah. tightly, walk into a situation that they can see, it has a lot of potential for danger. I think that they get to take care of themselves first and foremost, because you yeah. can't be a yeah. good friend if you are like rattled. That being said, if if that person went, the potential friendship with this person, the partner who is the sub with a dom mm -hmm. who's decided there's no, what, what? Eh, throw the whole guy yeah. person away, right? Um, if they see something beneficial to maintaining the friendship with that person, I think if they the opportunity presents itself for them to go, look, the dynamic you're talking about it really bothers me, it triggers me, I've seen things like this before. Mm -hmm. I am here for you, but I cannot participate and watch this relationship. Okay. When you need me, I'm here. If we can talk about things and be around one another, that it's not about your dynamic, I'm yeah. down for it, right? Um, if things go south, if you are in trouble, I will, you know, I'm not gonna judge you, you can come to me and I'll mm -hmm. do my best, right? If a person is willing to do that, and put themselves in that situation, I think that would be a great way to do it. Yeah. I think it's also okay to not, to go, I don't wanna just have to ignore watching this, right? Yeah. I don't wanna just have to pretend I don't hear and see things that go against my own ethos as a kingster. I think it is absolutely okay to withdraw yourself from those friendships and those people um, if, the opportunity presents itself. And what I mean by that is that person goes, hey, can, you know, you know about kink, what are some resources? What are some this, what are some that? Or you get into that sort of organic conversation about what do you know about this? Or how do you think about that? And they're asking questions and they're mm -hmm. asking for your opinion, give your opinion. If they're not asking for it and they're actively resisting it, I think it's okay to go, okay, I'm not engaging because there's a very real chance that two things. One, the more you tell them how wrong they are, the more you push them in that direction because people don't like to be wrong. It's human yeah. nature thing. Yeah. You're not wired for handling that mm -hmm. well a lot of the time. Two, there can absolutely be a fear when this person who is fucking around finds out because they will. The, the Dom decides what the limits are and there's no safe words is so dangerous. Mm -hmm. Are there some very, very um, minute number of people who can make that work in like an owner slave thing after literal years of experience and tons of safeguards Yeah, but even with place. them, they've that discussed. Is so rare. But even then, they have discussed things they have beforehand. Discussed limits, right? But I have heard many, uh, now I'm gonna air quote this, master go, okay, I've discussed it. I know what your limits are, so I know what I get to decide for you. And and there's an element of this. Mm -hmm. We What we don't know is how much did they discuss this? I'm not saying I still think it's yeah. safe. I think that the people who can safely do this are the absolute exception and in no way the rule. And I think there are far fewer people out there who can do this safely than people who think they can do this safely. But if you unsolicit 
unexpectedly, is that a word? <laughs> if you're not asked and you start telling them about why it's wrong and why it's unsafe, and one, there's the threat of pushing them further away, mm -hmm. right, towards that person. Two, there's also the threat of when they do figure out that this is wrong, they don't feel like, they feel like they're gonna get an I told you so, or they feel a sense of shame because you did tell them and they did not listen. Yeah. And so I think it's a balance. I think that, you know, I think it's, you've had your say, you've explained to them, I don't think this is safe. You're not kink shaming. You're not kink shaming by acknowledging mm -hmm. that it doesn't seem safe to you. I think you get to decide what you are able to handle because you can't break yourself for another person who doesn't want your help or to help themselves. Right. That doesn't do you or anybody else any good. I think having a sense of self-preservation is a very good thing. And only you know what you can handle being around. I also think you don't have to fake it and be their friend and act like you think this is okay. I think withdrawing would probably be the safest option to the extent of, is this a person, a friend you would love to have in your life long-term, especially after this hellish dynamic is <laughs> definitely gonna be over eventually, then there might be ways that you go, hey, I'm here for you. Hey, if you ever have questions, hey, if you ever need somebody to talk to, I just can't be around your dynamic. It's, it's mm -hmm. too much for me. That person's gonna decide for themselves what they're, you know, if they're comfortable with that or not, or if they feel judged. The more people kind of push back, sometimes the more that's a projection, they know something's not right, so they can't hear anybody else tell them it's not right. Um, but until they ask for your advice, and sometimes they might ask for kink advice and it not be about the dynamic, and you can point them towards resources that will show them there are better ways to do things. Mm -hmm. But I don't think you have to break yourself off on that. I don't think you have to hurt yourself in order to yeah. help somebody who does not, who is not actively seeking your help. And um, we cannot save everybody from themselves. True. Do, do we all know what the worst possible outcome can be? Absolutely. Do we all not want that to happen? Absolutely. But if the person who is in that situation is not in a place where they're going to hear you and they're going to push you away and you're not going to help them until it's too late or they're going to go further down a rabbit hole and whatever, you can't help somebody who doesn't want to help themselves. All, all you can decide mm -hmm. is how much can you safely for yourself be there and if it's not safe for you to even be around it then that's okay then then they're going to have to find out on their own and they will 99.9 percent .9 of the time oh they find out <laughs> and, and i hate it that yeah. their people are traumatized or they think they're not kinky or they're like bad things happen to them. i don't want bad things to happen no, to them. but you no. can only give them the information so much they're the ones that got to pick it up and do something with it and if that person's not ready and they're not asking those questions you can't force it but you're not kink shaming either no Okay. okay, that was a heavy one though. Yep. Okay, here we go to the next one. Um, it's another, am I the asshole? Mm. Am I the asshole for considering taking off my 24 seven, their air quote here, collar? I, 26, am collared by a Dom, 34. For the past six months, I've been her slave slash pet and a domestic servant and loving it. My first actual taste of the kink life. However, starting in May, she said she needed a kink break. I understood as we were both new to the kink at the beginning of it, so a break made sense. 
now it's almost the end of June and she still has not given me clarity on when she would like to start kink back up again. I'm feeling very anxious about it, but also a bit upset over the lack of communication and lack of clarity on her end. She wants to become a pro dom and has said that my sessions with her in the future would be cut a lot shorter and less than what they were, which first of all, good for her, but also I'm feeling like she is trying to get rid of me at this point by always saying she is busy, never actually messaging me and noted we're friends outside of kink too so it's not just about kink with her and i and never actually saying when she is free next at this point i'm considering taking off my collar it's a bracelet as i feel like the sense of ownership is gone and the communication just isn't there on her end i'm not really liking wearing it anymore as it just makes me feel sad am i the asshole here no no not the asshole definitely not the asshole um you know what what you were saying earlier on one of the things i think this um, you know, from, from reading what has been written here, it definitely sounds like the person has checked out. From oh that. God. Yeah. And they're just yeah. not able to, or willing to just have that, have hard, that conversation hard conversation and go, yeah, I'm done with this. Yeah. I don't want to do this. Anymore. Yeah. Um, I mean, for them to say, well, you know, I'm, I'm looking into being a pro pro dom on, and so know, that means I can't play and, with you at all. And, 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 you know, our, our time to play, you know, who knows? That, that's, that's not a commitment to that relationship. No, it's not. That that's that's you know as they would say the writing on the wall. Oh yeah. Okay. So you know no, I don't think that person is is, you know the asshole for wanting to take off the collar. Um, at this point, I I I think they should, and and kind of move on. Yeah, I think, and this is a personal thing. I I my personal thing would be I I would send that one one more message email mm-hmm. to however you communicate and go look we're not in a dynamic at this point i feel like i'm being strung along you're not engaging with me in the way that i that we once did mm-hmm. and in a way that i need to feel like i'm part of this relationship i'm gonna just take off my collar and then of course uh, we've had these conversations way in the past what do you do with the collar do you send yeah. it back is it yours i don't know but whatever yeah that's uh, up to that you, you know. seem to be checked out of this mm-hmm. i can't do this anymore i'm i won't be wearing your collar i would like to believe that me, non-confrontational me, would at least do that. But I think that's yeah. a personal choice. I think that um, that's about whether you think you'll get an answer back, whether mm-hmm. it's one of those things that, you know, if you're like, clearly this is over and done with, I'm just taking it off. They won't even notice. They won't say anything, I, yeah. you know, you know, because I think there's also a thing where you could just never reach out to them again, I mean, and they, they probably would never I mean, reach they, out to they, you. They probably wouldn't get an answer. I mean, it says they, they're never actually messaging them. Right. You know, so. For me personally, I think I would do it to be able to go, I feel like well, I did, air, air quote this, this is personal, subjective, the right thing. Sure. That would feel like the right thing to me mm-hmm. to create that sense of closure of, okay, you're shitty at communicating, but I'm not. I'm going to yeah. I'm gonna do this in a way that feels right to me. If that doesn't feel right to you, then don't do it. But that would probably be the only thing I would do. And if somebody asked me my advice on what they should do, I'd go, okay, maybe this. But I also yeah. think that if they're that checked out, they're not even going to notice. Mm-hmm. You could literally just stop messaging them take off the collar and they'd never know because right. they've already moved on. Yeah. And, but since they're friends outside of their dynamic, they might, I could, that would be the other reason for do for saying something as you're doing it. Because if you're friends outside of the dynamic, you're probably going to run into one another. Yeah. And you know, or hopefully they would notice you weren't wearing the bracelet one, anymore. One would think. Yeah. One would hope. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, first of all, you're not the asshole. Second of all, yeah, no. this person is checked out and does not have, the confidence or the communication skills to just 
you know, they're they're just not willing to just say the hard thing of, hey, this isn't working for me anymore. I'm, I'm moving on to other things. It was great while it lasted. I'm so sorry, whatever, whatever, right? And that sucks because, you know, everybody in, involved in a power exchange relationship needs to develop their communication skills. And this might not be fair to doms, but I sure as shit do expect a lot more from a fucking dom. If you get all that power, that means you get all that responsibility. And that means Mm -hmm. learn to use your fucking words. Yeah. But I also know (laughs) that it's a skill. And if they were both new to kink at this time, that skill might not have been developed. Quite frankly, that's a little scary. If the the dom before they go pro can't have a car- hard conversation with somebody yeah. and it it there's no money like riding on it and it's just an interpersonal relationship how are they going to be as a pro when your communication skills really have to be on point because you're yeah. managing expectations for you and a mm-hmm. client like i can't even fucking imagine right that's yeah. a them problem and when they write into reddit we'll we'll respond yeah. to them. <laughs> 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 However, that's not this person's no. problem this is where my mind went yeah. um they're not the asshole definitely and no. either just take the fucking collar off and stop contacting or mm-hmm. find like whatever makes them feel good about what's yeah. happening to say something like however that would send, work send but, that final communication however you you choose to and do then it go and go nurse and, your heartbreak with like your right. good friends the yeah. people who like care enough about you to tell you the hard fucking thing like yeah, yeah. yeah. and and you know what be heartbroken like mm-hmm. be be angry be sad feel the emotions that you feel mm-hmm. like it was it not an official breakup no but it's but it's still, still it's still a, a breakup right you know it's just been like strung out over weeks which that's unfair to you completely and i think whatever emotions come up you know are valid Mm -hmm. and it was a real relationship for you and you were keeping it going as best you could and they were not participating and so yeah but no definitely take Mm -hmm. the fucking thing off yeah okay last one and this is really long okay but i got so into it while i was reading i went okay we've got to do this one so bear with me all right as i read it's so long okay (laughs) with rose tinted glasses i'm finding it hard to see if these are red flags Mm. hi all i 18 female am new to the scene but i've known i've been interested in bdsm for a while sorry in advance for the length of this post (laughs) I'm not near any major cities, so I turn to the internet and anonymous chat rooms. Most of the guys there aren't looking for a partner. They're looking for someone who will send them nudes and hype up their own mediocre at best and downright misogynistic at worst fantasies. A few (laughs) of the first people I chatted with had no talk of boundaries or consent or anything really. Eventually, I hit it off with an experienced guy, 23 question mark male, who was interested in doming me. I'm a switch, but normally I don't disclose this for fear of getting turned down. So I said I was a sub instead. We chatted briefly and it was like finding a needle in a haystack. We talked about kinks, boundaries, what I was and wasn't comfortable sharing, even the types of punishment I'm okay with. He even made me declare a safe word before we even started. We played the first time and it was great. He pressed buttons I didn't even know I had and pushed me in a way that felt encouraging. I wanted to keep going, but he stopped the scene and made me get dressed. Good thing too, my legs were shaking and I felt kind of exhausted. He sent a couple messages telling me to get some rest. And then he told me no touching myself for the next 24 hours. Chastity slash orgasm control wasn't something we had discussed or even brought up. 
because I'm an idiot, I decided to break his only rule he gave me to see what would happen or something. Even now, I'm not really sure why I did that. I think I felt the need to test him or something. When I told him his messages, when I told him his messages became really short. He told me not to contact him until the next night and refused slash ignored my begging for a punishment. The next day I felt so weird and bad. It was like I had just kicked a dog or something. I tried doing things I normally enjoyed, but it all felt so empty and lifeless. I felt sick and couldn't eat much. I wrote out a long message explaining that I was sorry. I'd take any punishment he wanted to give. And then I wanted to discuss slash renegotiate boundaries. He told me not to message him. So I decided to hold off until the time he gave me. The next night he asked how my day was and I answered honestly. He told me that he was glad I understood what I did was wrong. Then I sent the long ass message I wrote earlier and all he responded was that, quote, I didn't need to worry about the agreement. All my job was to obey. This struck me as really off for some reason, but I agreed anyway because he's the one in charge. Because I felt bad, he told me to get some rest and text him in the morning. When I woke up, I texted him and he asked if I was feeling better. When I responded in the affirmative, he initiated a scene. This one was shorter and much less satisfactory. I had trouble communicating what I wanted and it left me feeling more frustrated and lonely. I had to ask for further commands and had to wait minutes for a response, even if it was just a yes or no. Earlier tonight, I was expressing some frustrations about my vanilla life and getting in trouble for things I couldn't control. He told me that he messes up too sometimes and I should try to avoid any mistakes in the future. I thanked him because I didn't know what else to say. And then we didn't talk any further because this is the first chat that's extended past one scene. I feel the need to continue it. I would feel extremely guilty ghosting slash blocking him, even if I've only known him for a few days. But at the same time, I feel so shitty and I just want something more. Um, TLDR, I've been in some online chat rooms and found a dom I really hit it off with. However, every subsequent scene or interaction has left me off kilter and wondering if I'm in the wrong here. Additional info. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know his name, only his username. I haven't called him anything other than sir, and I'm not sure what will happen if I do. My username is a fake name, so it can't be connected to me. While I have sent various photos slash videos, I've received nothing. Luckily, all my images do not have my face or personal info in them, and he, to my knowledge, hasn't saved or screenshotted any of them. I think he's in a different time zone. He seemed surprised when I told him that it was what time it was for me. And when we texted at night, he mentioned something about needing to finish up work. There might be a language barrier while he capitalizes the first word of every sentence and uses punctuation correctly. There are some times where his wording is a little off, like the grammar isn't quite right. I'm worried that what I'm saying in English might not be translating correctly. Um, I forgot to mention earlier, but he asked me if I had any other doms. I'm polyamorous, plus I've been chatting with some other guys. I told him that I had texted other people, but he was the first one to be nice to me. He only asked if I had other doms. The night I told him about touching myself, I felt dejected afterward and went back to the chat room again and found a sub there who I played with for two plus hours. That was magical and he was so good. I made sure after the scene to tell him how good he was, how proud I was of him, just generally being flattering. Unfortunately for me, that sub can't play nightly and I have a fairly high libido with me we, me plus the sub discussed it and our texting and playing is not an exclusive thing. So the advice I'm looking for is, am I just not well-versed enough in BDSM slash the scene and this is actually normal? Are these actually warning signs? And if I do want to find a long-term or even short-term partner, where do I look? It is not, it's typical, but it's not normal and it's not okay. Let me just say that. (laughs) It is fucking typical, sadly, but it is not okay and it's not normal. That guy's a piece of fucking shit. That guy was looking for a cheap thrill thrill yeah. with none of the fucking responsibilities. Right. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, you know, um, 
you know, while she is young. So uh, young. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, you know, she she does have some knowledge, obviously, of yes. BDSM. It's hard not to, okay? Right. I mean, we, ha- yeah. we have to say, and we do mean, please don't be under 18 here. Right. But we also know if you are a person with access to the Internet, come on, y'all. We know. Yeah. We know. Right. We know. It, it's, it's easy enough for, for them to find. I mean, I, I still remember the day we were when we were at the, at the old munch that we ran and person walked in and I was just like just turned 18 I, I i just turned 18 i you know been following the lifestyle for a long time but i stayed away because i i wasn't of age but now i am and i i want to be here i know they were <laughs> okay this is me showing how old i am they were yeah. adorable and precious and i fucking loved it right I, from the very top before before she even mm-hmm. got into is this guy shitty my heart broke because she said, I'm really a switch, but yeah. I get turned down for that. So I just said I was a sub. Yeah. And that, what I would tell anybody of any age, but certainly our baby kinksters who are just coming in, right? Whether yeah. you're baby kinkster because you found out five minutes ago when you're 60 mm-hmm. or you're 18, please just be true to who you are. If you're yeah. a switch, say, let people self-select out let them nope out before they drag you into their bullshit and you're feeling away and then they can't reciprocate with what you need please i I understand being lonely and wanting to play and wanting the fulfillment mm -hmm. or even temporarily but when it comes to like looking for something that's going to be real please just be who you are just say i'm a switch i'm a this i'm a that Mm -hmm. just don't don't be don't be feel you need to be ashamed of who you are. Because I promise you, if more people would do that, one, you know, you, it might be fewer and further between before you found people mm-hmm. you could play with, even temporarily. But two, I think you'd probably be shocked at how many people really are switches but won't say it because they yeah. have had to deal with either stigma I mean, or rejection or whatever. You know, I, 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 I've talked about this in the past, how, you know, in, in many places, if you were known as a dom in, in a certain local... Mm-hmm. community um you know but you were actually a switch yep. you if you came out as a as a switch you were shunned I know, some of these people bullshit. used to go to different cities I know. to be it's able to, to it yeah it is and and it's sad to see something like this still existing um you know my my best advice to this person yeah block and uh, delete yeah you know walk walk away um you know, yeah, it's hard. I, I think in the beginning they said they were not near a local. A, a right, no, they don't have access to something you local know, and in person. Yeah. Um, can't believe I'm really saying this. Um, you know, Fet Life. Get on Fet Life. I mean, you're still going to come across some of that. You absolutely right. fucking are. But you if are. there are anybody, if there is anybody in your local area you may be able to find them right just because it's um, not a major metro doesn't mean there doesn't mean there aren't, there aren't you know right. um odd, odds are in favor that you are not the only kinky person where you live you right, just right. don't know about it um you know the other thing is um you know chat rooms can be fun chat rooms can be interesting and it's a great place to play an experiment it, it's a great place to play an experiment but you know, um, it, it is also a cesspool. 
a, a lot of some people of, figure out the language of this yes. so they sound good right. but they can't actually mm-hmm. back it up with like the reality mm-hmm. this guy i think is a prime example yeah knew all the right things to experience mm-hmm. experienced experienced yeah. shithead is what he is right um you know get in go go into fet life you know you're 18 you're of age now and you know not only to look for people in your area but my gosh you know even in the closest metro area you may find online communities mm-hmm. you know um since since the pandemic so many things were put online and so many things have remained there yeah you know so many workshops now are hybrids they're done in person and in line munches are done hybrid in person and in line you know and online in a kink space for kinksters right um, yes there will be shitty people always Mm -hmm. everywhere but you also can find online groups that are geared towards switches like you could find other switchy people and whether you play or not is less the point and you're going to make friends let's go through the red flags right because their initial question is am i seeing are these rose colored glasses is this really a red flag let's see um the good the good part is they had these conversations right but stop the scene made her get dressed i hear i see and read nothing uh, about aftercare, about making no. sure, how are you doing? Let's check in. A couple of messages telling her to get some rest. Uh, and that's- I don't see where they negotiated aftercare. Um, I don't see where it was offered. It would be her prerogative to go, I don't need that. Or right. th- I mean, sometimes you learn the hard way whether you need aftercare or not. I don't need that. Don't worry. But I don't see where it's even discussed. So that tells me no discussion. So yeah. all we talked about were the kinks in the play, but we're we're not talking about what do we do afterwards. Mm-hmm. So she gets no aftercare. So that tells me, I'm not saying she hit subspace. Maybe she did. If her legs were shaky and she felt kind of exhausted, maybe. But yeah. that means that she had some kind of up, yeah. which means she's going to have some kind of down. So that's going to be drop, right? Yeah. Then, so no aftercare, first one. No even conversation about it. Right then makes a rule about no touching herself for 24 hours when that was something that was never even previously discussed discussed. next red flag right um so then decides that the punishment is um to to be ignored or to go no contact that doesn't sound like that was something they discussed either no red flag and to fucking do it just because you're Motherfucker, you're playing at this point. You were playing at being a dom. Mm-hmm. You're not actually a dom. Shut the fuck up, right? Um, then feeling weird and bad. So I think there was some drop. And then I think there was that emotional crash of, I can't talk to this person who I'm, I think I have this connection with. I just had this moment with. Like, So it's either basically drop on top of drop or it's just that that emotional uh of I've, I feel like I've been abandoned at this like mm-hmm. moment. You and I tried one time to we do no contact. We tried one time and 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 yeah, no. Nope. Not only do we know we can't do it. I'm not, I know there are people who do it. I'm not a fan of it. I don't. Mm-hmm. I th- <laughs> maybe if you have somehow lived a perfect life with no trauma and no triggers, but mm-hmm. you know there's like five of you on the planet like that. Most of us, <laughs> most of us didn't live that life. So. You know, I don't, I would never recommend it. I don't love to see it when yeah. people tell me they do I mean, it. And I, I, I admit, at, you know, and I admitted it, it was the stupidest thing I ever did. Yeah. I mean, you broke it. Thank God. Yeah. I was, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, basically not communicating. You know, she sends this long ass message and mm-hmm. then he, you know, says he, he was glad she understood what she did was wrong. No. I mean, yes, maybe, but she didn't really do anything wrong there was no rule so there was no impetus on her to 
maintain a rule that she right. didn't agree to, that she hadn't consented to it in the first place. And also now she sent a long message explaining her feelings and he does not engage with her on right. that and have a real conversation. Red flag. Yeah. Red fucking. There are red flag after red flag after red right. flag. A, a lot of them. Yes. Right. And every time she's like feeling bad, whether it's physically because she just went through something intense or emotionally because he put her through something intense, mm -hmm. his response is get some rest. Yeah. I'm fucking cringing. I want to like turn myself inside <laughs> out. This is so. <sighs> yeah. And then, oh, oh, when they're talking again and he's like, oh, you feeling better? Okay, let's see. Yeah. Like it's not, yeah. I mean, and here's the thing. I think it's okay to have these dynamics, especially online, where it's primarily about seeing. Mm -hmm. And it's more of a, a kink thing or maybe a sexual thing and less about power dynamics. But if you are going to play at power dynamics, there are certain elements that yeah. still need to be there. Communication but even, being but one even, of them. Even as a top and a bottom that you're not in a relationship, you just play together. You know, there there has to be some kind of communication. If, if the other person is not up to playing, right. you know, then and it he, needs to be So able here's to the thing. So she had trouble communicating what she wanted, feeling more frustrated and lonely. They're in a scene, mm -hmm. but she's having to wait minutes for a response. If you don't actually have the time for a scene that you can dedicate to it, you need yeah. to fucking say that, right? right? Yeah. You need to like be up front and go, okay, yeah, let's scene, great, but I'm in the middle of stuff, so my responses might be a little whatever. Or, you know what, I can't give you my full focus for even 10 minutes, so let's schedule this for when I can. I think yeah. it is highly unfair of somebody, and I know that shit happens, and when we're sexting mm -hmm. and like weird shit happens. But this yeah. guy in 24 hours has a history of being shitty. So he does not get the benefit of my doubt. He absolutely is fucked up for this. I don't <laughs> like him. Throw the whole fucker out. But mm -hmm. so he's off living his life and playing at being a dom. She's trying to be a good submissive because she thinks she's made this connection with somebody yeah. feeling like shit possibly in drop certainly like mm -hmm. i don't know anything about her but are you triggered by the fact that you were literally ignored for any amount of time like come on let's be right. real here and then we're in mid-scene so let, let's paint this picture if you've never been on the other side of this as a submissive in a scene i'm waiting to be told what to do i'm doing the thing doing the thing doing the thing asking a question waiting for a command mm -hmm. and then i'm like left hanging for several minutes when you both know that's what you're doing and you're both in on that and you understand, that's a different thought process and dynamic than yeah. I think we're having this intense scene and I have to wait on you because that's what we do here and you leave me fucking hanging? Yeah. What? No, no. Don't don't like this motherfucker. Um, this is one of those times he does not, I would say block, ghost, whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is not a thing where this person maybe, des air quote, deserves the, let me give you one last message, let me tell you how you're feeling. Because yeah. we've already got proof of within 24 hours of explaining how you feel and literally getting nothing for it. This person is playing. This, yeah. And that's okay to play and, at being a dom, but you fucking know, be honest about here's it. Here's what I'm going to say, too. You know, in, in one point she talks about how she was expressing frustration about a vanilla life and and getting in trouble for things they couldn't control you know and 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 yeah and, you know try to avoid making mistakes in the future what the fuck that is like you platitude know. that is meaningless right. it's it's and you know to to kind of put this and and she is looking as as her subside 
for someone, <clears throat> excuse me, hang on a second. Yeah, take a sip of water. A little bit clump there. And, you know, rightfully so, if this is what she wants, she is looking for someone, you know, maybe just to, to play with, but... To be invested. But to be invested. Right, and this person is not. And and he is not. No, but is is trying to wrap up his shit in a pretty bow like he yeah. is. He's saying some of the right things, but a lot of the wrong things. He's not actually following through or following, following through, up, right. right? Like he's giving platitudes that are actually meaningless. Like if you step back mm -hmm. and go, what does that even fucking mean? It means right. nothing because he doesn't know what to say. And, I, and instead of going, I don't know what to say. God, that really sucks. I don't know how to help you. He's like, let me sound yeah. domly in kind of that like bullshit way of I've just strung together a word salad and it is meaningless. Yeah. Um, and because she's having this connection for what might be the first, the, it sounds like the absolute first time yeah. for her, it's intense. I'm not saying mm -hmm. full-blown sub-frenzy because for her to be able to step back and go, wait, I feel shitty and this is sh this is shitty, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like you're not fully in the frenzy or maybe could, had he, thankfully he didn't, had he strung her along a little bit more, I think she probably would have fallen right into it. Yeah. And then it would be harder to mm -hmm. see, hey, wait, is this, is this right, wrong, what's right. happening here? Like she seems to be very well aware of this mm -hmm. is making me feel bad. And right. hey, look, I can now juxtapose this with a situation where, yeah, I was the dom in the situation, I talked, but it was really good and I had a really good yes. connection. And here's what I fucking did for my air quote sub so this, who I was playing right. with online. Right. That she did not get in. Mm -hmm. So she has an understanding of it on some sure. level. Um, Therefore, I would hope she'd go, wait, I didn't get this. I gave this to a person because this is what right. feels right, what I know mm -hmm. is right, whatever, whatever. But I didn't get that because courtesy. It, it, this it, dumb it comes down to you give what you would like to receive. Right. And in all of her inexperience, in, based on what she's telling us, she mm -hmm. took care of that person who yes. played with her. And it is proof that you can play and it can be casual and it can be temporary and fleeting mm -hmm. because it's the internet. And you can still, still give a fuck. Have that compassion and empathy. Right. right. And still do the things that take care of the other person because you just did this yes. exciting but still vulnerable and intimate thing. And so therefore, aftercare and affirmations and communication, whatever, this, and I'm, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably like piss somebody who's young off. I give side eye when I see the word experienced, paired with somebody who's only been legal for a couple of years. Yeah. Can you gain a lot of experience from 18 to 23? Absolutely, and I have seen people do it. Yeah. Those people tend not to be the first one to tell you that they're experienced. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're not usually bragging on their experience because yeah. they'll be the first one to go, I know I'm a 20 something in a community where most people are like 40 plus. I don't feel right. experienced, now, but I'm here's seeing these actions, seeing mm -hmm. this behavior, mm -hmm. I'm absolutely giving side eye to experienced air quote that very heavily 23 year old dom yeah because now the fuck he's not he knows the I, language and he knows how to kind of play and, and here and here's so what i'm here's what i'm gonna fucker. tell you okay yeah i i agree with you at you know as 23 to be for for what that person is doing that know, person say, is not experienced. not experienced i would say her at 18 more experience is more experienced and don't tell us how la 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 we don't want to know that was that was before you were 18 we know. Yeah. <laughs> and and the, and that's the thing again because regardless you know the books the the, the, the blog content. the it's content is out, out there. there right okay so you know they have an ability to assimilate that right 
while they may not have the real life practical right. experience, I, I mean, good for her too. You know, saying I'm a switch, and and I know what kind of dom I want to be. Right, in or that I aspect. have an idea of what you know, so, feels like the right thing to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, at eighteen. She has more experience than him. Right. But you know what? She would never call herself experienced. That's the thing. Yeah. When I see, a, quite frankly, and it's not always an age thing. I've seen people who are 60 who have been in the lifestyle for five minutes who were shitty, who tried to say they mm-hmm. were experienced. No, the fuck you're not. It's not really an age thing. But when I see somebody who clearly has had to proclaim themselves experienced yeah. for her to go, he's an experienced dom, right? If you have to proclaim it, and that has to like that's like your selling point. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna give you side eye. And when you are in your early twenties and you have to proclaim it, I'm gonna give you side eye. Because they're, quite frankly, the people with the most experience will be the will not be that's not what they lead with. They might yeah. say, Well, I've been in the lifestyle for ten years, here's what I've learned, but they'll also go, But I don't know everything. Right? Yeah. And every young person in kink I've ever come I mean, across, that's... not every young person, obviously, but everyone I've come across. It almost, like you have to tell them to own their experience. Like you've done this for five years, you're experienced, you're more experienced than Mm -hmm. this 40 year old over here, right? But when they, like it, mm, mm, if we're self describing that way, I'm probably gonna go, okay, I'm gonna need you to prove that. I'm, to be fair, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be like that with anybody. Sure. Because the best, most responsible kinksters I know only tell you how experienced they are when you ask mm-hmm. them, like, how long you been doing this? Then they, that's not how they lead with. Like, yeah. I know what I'm doing. I've been this way the whole time. Like, fuck you. No, you haven't. Um, but yeah. Yeah. In this situation, being able to know all of these details, I'm the side eye to the experienced 23-year-old. Yeah. Dom, no, the fuck you're not. Right. No, the fuck you're not. Mm-hmm. I agree. No. I agree. You know some of the right words. You know some of the techniques, but... yeah. You're making up rules. No, granted, there's no age on that. I've seen, you know, mm-hmm. older people do this when they're shitty. Right. You're making up rules that have not been discussed. You're not doing any aftercare. You're get barely communicating. You've gone to ignoring and oh, now you've learned a lesson, but you've not communicated about what that lesson was and how we learned it and how did we get here. Hmm. You're not actually responding to the feelings of this other person, even though you're trying to act like you've got this connection, you're gonna be their dom. Well, guess what? That comes with, you have big feelings. We're gonna have to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just made sure you were okay and I jumped right into a scene, but I wasn't fully committed to that scene. So I Dude. left you literally fucking hanging in the middle of a fucking scene for several minutes at a time. No, no, no. Throw the whole fucker out. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> so. Okay. Anything else you would like to add? Are you afraid I, to I, now? This might start another no, ramp up for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's always when I go, I don't know if any of these will make me rant. There's always the one. There's always one. Um, <laughs> okay. So that is it for mm-hmm. our BDSM uh, Reddit reactions. Uh, I will link to the subreddits uh, in the places. Um, I might be careful with the YouTube linking because they get weird sometimes. Yeah. Um, I, I'm begging you to use the BDSM Am, Am I the Asshole uh, subreddit, not just because Rawa is our friend and we want to support her, but because I love answering those. Because yeah. those are sometimes like dilemmas of, oh, are you the asshole? I don't actually know. Um, <laughs> those are fun. So we, we need more of those. Um, but um, yeah, that's it for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we want to do a very short bonus yeah. section? There's not much. It's 
we're time traveling here, so mm-hmm. we just did an episode a couple days ago. Not yeah. much to report, but we will. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's it for us this week. So are we good? I don't know. I don't know. Keep it kinky, y'all. And in a weird way, we'll kind of see you next week, I think. Can I talk to the crickets, Daddy? Yes. Thank you, Daddy. You go ahead and talk. Oh, shit. I was about to say, I got nothing. You better have something. Because you're walking away from the microphone. Eh, I'm burning up hot in this room. Lord. Okay. So the day, you, the first possible moment you can see this, JB is still out of town. Um, he, by the time this episode goes live, he'll be back uh, three or four days from now. I don't know if we're live streaming that week. We, we talked about that before. Um, he's in New York dealing with family stuff. Um, and According to the weather forecast, as of the day we're recording, which is Sunday, July 30th, um, supposedly he's having better weather than Florida is, but I don't actually know because we're time traveling. Um, today, what are we doing today? Sunday. Uh, you're smoking ribs on our grill and I'm making potato salad and macaroni and cheese. And the 13 year old is eating a completely different meal from us because he does not eat any of those things. That's but, what I just went to check on to make uh, sure they were. But we found ribs, baby back ribs for a really good price at Aldi. And we went, yeah. that's cheaper than like another cut of meat we would get for a different kind of meal. Right. So we're, let's do this. Going with it. Yep. And so that's what we get today. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been recording today for uh, for Patreon stuff. Um, we've got to film a spicy scene first thing Monday morning, which is mm-hmm. not our usual record day. We missed last week's record day, right. um, which Things- I hate to do, but it happened. And yeah. so now we're... It, you know, it, it has been hectic. At the time you hear all this, I will be in New York. I told them that already. You know, and um, everything leading up to this has been right. preparing for me to go on that trip. Right. I, I you know, we've been trying to record, do as much ahead as, as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have been working in, in the shop, uh, very pleased and happy with all the um, uh, custom orders that have received. Um, You know, I'm trying to wrap them up (laughs) before I leave. Um, You know, plus everything else. Uh, Yesterday I was hanging a a light in the laundry room. Yeah, that light (laughs) has been dying on us since we moved in and we just let it finally die. Die its last and then we thought breath. we could, because we found a thing, we could switch out the mm-hmm. fluorescent lights for LEDs, but then the wiring Using wasn't going to work. And, and and I could not get the wiring to work right. And, and, I and then we made like, another trip to Lowe's. Yeah. <laughs> so it was one of yeah. those projects. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? I had gotten so used to not being able to turn the laundry light on and using like one of your, it was Ryobi lamps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of light in there that when I went into the laundry room, this room this morning i was like oh that's right i can turn the light on right yeah yeah <laughs> yep yep you can use the switch again on the wall <laughs> um today being sunday and we when we can we try to sleep in a little bit on the yeah. weekends um saturday we couldn't the 13 year old had uh, a haircut scheduled for eight o'clock in the morning he picked the time and this is not right. a child that likes to wake up that early but i think i know what he did he picked a time when nobody would be there right smart kid right um and then he came home and I was like, did you get your haircut? He got such a small trim that I 
could barely tell a difference. I know. But he's, hey, he's happy with it. It's fine. And it still costs as much as a whole. I know. They take off a millimeter of hair. Yeah. $20. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know what? He's prepped for school. Yeah. Um, But we had to get up early for that. So our day started really early. And then today we actually got to sleep in. Yes, it was nice. I know. It was weird. Um, (laughs) Because you were up at eight. That's crazy late for us. I woke up thank you hot flash uh and then dozed back off and then it was 9 15 when i opened my eyes again um i probably would have stayed in bed a little bit longer if it wasn't for the fur baby you know it's funny when i woke up around the time you woke up i thought i was awake before you got out of bed and i thought man i should get up and let you sleep and i can feed the fur babies well i really don't want to get up now (laughs) (laughs) and then the hot flash hit and you got up and i was like i just want to lay here under the (laughs) fan because i'm so hot right now uh, and that's when I dozed back off. Um, and then to, and somehow yesterday was busy-ish, haircut appointment, mm-hmm. light fixture. But today is the busiest. So, because we're recording left, right, and center. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just not a typical weekend, but it's all in like the, we got to get things done. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get the youngest prepared for school well, well ahead of the first day right. of school. Because the closer you get to that, the worse every store on creation is and then i get the luxury of a little bit of time the oldest is first day of school is august 10th for us uh and as a reminder it's because we get out at the end of may uh (laughs) that's how that's why we start early because we get, get done early um he doesn't have to be in his new apartment until the 16th so there's like a five day gap right where people won't be necessarily scrambling for school stuff that i'm like okay you and me we're going to walmart now in the middle of the day while everybody's in school Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah i get to do that like in stages with him but he hit the 18 year old's last uh day at his job is i think august 5th which gives him about 10 11 days before he moves and he wanted that time to like just not have to do much he's got plans to do other stuff blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. so i still have to corral him like where are you going okay but we still need to go to walmart i mean rightfully so you know he he wants to spend some time with friends and right he's planning on getting a tattoo and the the thing i've told him he's been telling me he was wanted a tattoo since he was i don't know 11 or 12 like young and i went oh i've never was never gonna be that parent who like freaked out or whatever i was like you gotta Mm -hmm. be 18 you gotta be 18 and i think i said you gotta pay for it um and he he's been saving his money for all kinds of things but one of those things is a tattoo and so then i was like let me let me give you some advice you know look at see who's online find the art styles that you like um also here's our air quote this word heavily touristy area of where we live those places are good, but they're expensive. So yeah. maybe look on the outskirts mm-hmm. of town at good places like, you know. Yeah, I, rem- I remember once years ago, I I looked at a tattoo place in the mall, mm-hmm. and uh, their prices shocked the shit out of me. Yeah, I mean, I, we're an, we're old people, so tattoo prices have gone up yeah. over time, mm-hmm. but. Uh, there is absolutely a difference between your tourist area versus your not tourist right. area. Because my last tattoo that I got when I turned, I guess, 32, it is a very small one. It's solid black. Um, took 15, 20 minutes. Um, I found out later that what I paid was easily 25% more than I would have paid if I'd gone to a couple other places that were not in our touristy yeah. section. I was like, yep. ah. Okay. I also got a very bo- seemingly bored tattoo artist who was like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so, 
So that was like, it was good for me to do. I'm glad I did it, but it was not like this experience. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah, he, I don't know what he would rather have been doing, but something other than that. Um, But yeah, so we've had these conversations about, you know, Mm -hmm. like here's the part of town where it will absolutely be more expensive because they know they're also catering to tourists. Um, But if you like that person's art, then cool, go work with them, but just know you might be charged a premium. Um, And I don't have opinions on people charging more or less in whatever way, because you know, your prices are your prices, but as a consumer and he's got a finite amount of money it's like okay spend wisely um yeah so he's got plans but we and i know what he's gonna do i'm gonna be like okay let's start getting you packed up here's some boxes and he's gonna go you know what i'll wait till what yeah five minutes before the you get the (laughs) u-haul because we're (laughs) we're renting a u-haul cargo trailer um and it'll be like a one-way we'll drive it from here we drive the hour to where he's gonna live and then we'll drop it off there so we don't have to drive it empty back home um but i know him he's literally gonna wait until i'm standing at his bedroom door going we want to put things in the trailer now and he'll go okay i'll put things in boxes and it's gonna make me want to pinch his little head Uh, I, you know, it's funny on, in some things, I'm the exact same way you have. If you give me a deadline, I will wait until like right before that deadline and I'll meet the deadline, but I'm going to wait. And in other things, I'm not like that. I'm not like that with absolutely everything. Cause when we've, every time I've moved and you and I have moved, I'm packing up in stages way earlier. Like I'm like really methodical all, about that. all non-essentials get right. packed up like, ahead of time i create and, a system and then we yeah. work and a process and we work mm-hmm. the plan mm-hmm. um other things i'm not like that i'm absolutely seat of my pants but yeah. i just know this is going to be a seat of his pants oh yeah me. i can just feel that's it. how he rolls unfortunately <laughs> he rolls yeah with everything with yes. everything um he has been cleaning out his room and getting rid of things he you know, some things were just trash and needed to be trashed. Yeah. And some things he's like given to his brother or said, hey, let's add this to the donate pile or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he would probably need to do that maybe one more time because don't yeah. move with one iota more of what you need. Than what you need. Just don't do it. Right. Uh, he's on the second floor and I don't think there's an elevator. So I'm going to remind him, be careful of what you want to bring because right. we got to get it upstairs. And then when you leave, it's got to come downstairs. Right. I'm one. I'm thinking he's going to, if he likes it there, he'll just renew that probably yeah and you know he's we already know he's not gonna be home in summers i'm you know i'm already thinking about upcoming holidays are you Mm -hmm. gonna want to come home for a couple of days what do you want to do blah 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 um all that's like well into the future but of course i'm thinking about it now have (laughs) y'all met me um lola's good um Mm -hmm. We recorded our exclusive video for patrons and the YouTube members, members, and she snored through the whole fucking thing. I don't know if the mic picked it up, but she did. She mm-hmm. snored the whole time. She's sleeping now. I see Onyx um, by the window here in our office, also on one of the, the shelves, staring out the window. Uh, and No, oh, she's yep, cleaning I, herself. I That's what she's now, doing. Yeah. Um, Ella has not cried. Mm-hmm. I bet she's with the 13-year-old. Probably. He woke up when we started recording. Yeah. And she's probably sitting with him, and that's the only reason we don't hear her crying. Mm-hmm. So the fur babies are good. Yeah. It's um, hot as it is. fucking hell I, in I here just, right now. I just look because I was curious. Um, we're in the low 90s. What's our heat temp index? With the heat index of 107. <laughs> yeah. I remember 
when your heat index used to be like four or five degrees above your right? actual. No, we're, yeah, no, no, more than ten usually. Yep. Um, so that's us. Yeah. I don't know what we'll have for our next bonus section. By the time we either go live again and or do this, where we upload the mm-hmm. podcast and a video, um, you'll definitely be back. Right, and there might be more to report. Yep. Um, but that's all we got mm-hmm. for right now. Um, thanks for joining us. Um, yep. Am I not coming up with an emoji of the week? You're damn straight because my brain's yes. just it's it's melted from this heat. I don't I don't know. <laughs> right. Send me any emoji. Send me your favorite emoji. There you go, emoji of the week. Your favorite emoji. Um, and yeah, so that's us, and mm-hmm. we'll be back for from y'all's perspective in a week. Yeah, I don't know what it'll be from our perspective. <laughs> Time travel is weird. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.